Hi, welcome to Amory, where it's our intention to bring more love into the world, one vulnerable conversation at a time, or in this case, one vulnerable monologue at a time. I recorded this over a month ago, and I'll be honest, after I recorded it, I, <laughs> I stopped it and I didn't listen to it. And in fact, I put it away and I haven't thought about it until today. And I was scrolling through my voice notes and I found this one and I decided to listen to it. And I am feeling very inspired to share this with you. When I recorded it, I wasn't sure if, um, if this was going to be a podcast. So keep that in mind as you listen. And on the brink of our 2020 election, um, still sitting in uncertainty, I can't think of a better time than to share this message. From all of my heart, I love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of Amory. I truly hope that you enjoy this and can see why in my almost sleepy night here, um, why I'm taking a moment to record this and share it with you. Thanks for listening. Okay. It's going to be really emotional. There is no loss for being honest. The real work of life is the work that we do inside ourselves. The we feel towards the world, like questioning, challenging, say something. Raw and vulnerable and open conversation. That was the best part. I'm scared of friendship. Taking a breath. Just talk. Shame and guilt. Vulnerability is <laughs> not that. That was about to be something. What does it really mean to be friends? We trust the real work that we do is overcoming our insecurities every day and learning how to love more. It has examples of the change we want to see in the world. Just talk. taking a breath. So if we just take a breath. Well, my face is on fire from the doctors. <laughs> to have healthier relationships with women, they need healthier relationships with other men. The real work of life is the work that we do inside ourselves. So I'm in an open relationship with my husband, and my husband and I sold our house 10 months ago. We have twins that are four years old, we travel around the world, and this is my boyfriend. Hi! <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Amory Podcast. One of the things that you've probably heard me say over the course of this podcast is that all relationships are learning vehicles. You've also probably heard me say that the learning path of polyamory is pretty steep. And one of the things that we have to deal with, all of us at different moments, are the feelings of jealousy. And that's why I'm so excited to share that we've newly released our online program called Transforming Jealousy. This is a lot of our learnings all packed into dozens of unique audios that you'll only hear in that course, as well as writings, some journal things, um, some of our fellow Amory community members sharing their perspectives and learnings on jealousy. And it's also continuing to grow as we continue to learn and add more. We would love for you to check it out. You can take a look at what we've included in there in the program by clicking on the link of our Instagram bio or going to emerypodcast.com. And you can take a look at um, that program, Transforming Jealousy, as well as the accompanying webinars. Now there are webinars that we'll do 
uh, between one and three a week. And those will be included for free when you purchase the online program, Transforming Jealousy. There are also standalone webinars if you're kind of like, oh, I need a little tweak here with processing my fears and, oh, I really want to understand why it's so important for me to become aware of my own needs and wants in the relationship so that I can move through my jealousy quicker. All of those and more will be available as webinars and included in the the program Transforming Jealousy. If you can't tell, I'm super excited. I personally poured a lot of my own learnings into there and I'm so happy to share with you. I hope that it supports you on your learning curve of practicing polyamory or exploring open relationships. Also remember that we do offer one-on-one coaching, so please reach out to us um, via direct message on Instagram if you'd like to set up a coaching program. Otherwise, we're happy to share learnings for free in this podcast. So we hope that you enjoy and thank you so much for spending a little time with us. So I'm just going to start recording. (laughs) I'm not sure what the end result will be of this, but I can feel in these moments when I have so many thoughts and feelings coming up that I just need to record them. So I'm going to... Record this with the intention that I'm going to share it with you, our Emory podcast audience. Um, You out there who are also seeking your own path. And yeah, I want to share it from my heart and I want to share it without without holding back. And for me, that's probably (laughs) continues to be a practice, but it's just still really scary and But in these moments when I feel so compelled, like there's something that needs to come out of me and I need to share it, I have the practice now of like just picking up my phone and recording it. So that's what's happening right now, right now. So I just got out of the shower. My hair's still wet. I'm sitting in my car, which is really hot, but it's the only private space I have right now. And I need to record this. When I got out of the shower, I was looking at myself in the mirror and realizing that I always keep, we, we, in this culture that we live in, uh, we keep women's breasts covered. And I've always felt kind of ashamed of mine that they're, they're small. (laughs) I didn't feel like my nipples were normal. Maybe other women have that same feeling too. But just for a moment, while I looked at myself in the mirror, I let myself feel my own beauty and see it and accept it and just be with it and it felt so free and so beautiful and then I was brought back to the moments where I've most recently been with Kyle over the last couple months and we were we'd go hiking and then um, go jump in the water and I would feel so free I would take off my my top and my bra and just like sit there in the sunlight or in a waterfall and and how freeing that felt. And then I just, it just dawned on me that my heart chakra is right there, right? It's like the breasts (laughs) surround the heart and that's the heart chakra. And there's something connected about when I feel free and in my body and how open my heart chakra feels. And then how I exist normally in life, which is that's closed and shut and it's not safe. Because, of course, it's not safe to just show my breasts in front of everyone. I don't just walk around with my top off, although that would be pretty fantastic. And I remember being around women that were doing that in Ibiza on a beach. And I was just like, fuck, yeah, I want to be able to do that. (laughs) So who knows? Maybe that's in my future. But what really hit me was just 
feeling the connection between keeping women's breasts covered and that that's not okay in society and keeping our heart chakra closed. And that's the opposite. It's the opposite of what we need in the world right now. And I've been having a really challenging experience here, actually. Um, two or three weeks ago, we moved from where we were in the north part of, uh, of New Zealand to Auckland. And we moved to a Maori marae. And a marae is like a community center. It's like a community house. And they have a big garden or farm that they're growing food and selling it at the farmer's market and giving it to the community. And it is this hub of activity. And so I went from being holed up in my house just with, um, it was at one point, Marty, Kyle, and my kids, to then after Kyle left, just Marty and my kids, and feeling so socially isolated to this rush of being around so many people all the time and in a different culture as well. You know, um, the Maori people are incredible and they're doing an incredible job holding on to their culture and teaching the language. And I feel like an outsider here. I have felt. <laughs> and, uh, um, and they have a, a handful of other Americans here, or two other Americans, and we call ourselves the American refugees um, because we can't go back to the U.S. or don't want to. And so I say all of this because I feel like I was blocking or resisting this feeling of community. And in this moment, um, it was probably a couple of days ago when it hit me where that future projection that Kyle, Marty and I have about this dream and this farm on this land somewhere and that community that we want and that loving open community, that's what we desire. And I keep thinking, okay, if I can only get there, you know, we got to, I got to keep pushing to get there. But then I realized that, that that feeling was keeping me from feeling here and being present. And that's what I needed. I needed to feel present. I needed to get myself here and realize I can have all of my needs met now. There is this beautiful community here and I, I am safe. I can create a, a safe place for my heart to be open. And by doing that, I become vulnerable and I think it automatically creates a place for other people to feel safe to be vulnerable as well. And so I've, I've felt this incredible shift over the last couple of days that I've wanted to capture and, and also to share out in an even bigger way because I realized Amory is a place where we share a lot of vulnerable things. You know that if you've listened enough. And what's funny is that the things that are even the most vulnerable for me to share are not my sex life. It's not even my body about talking about my breasts and, and that. That's, I mean, yes, I feel vulnerable when I share it, but what feels the most vulnerable is when I really let myself sink into that beautiful heart space and feel what's possible for me and what's possible for the world. And those ideas and those feelings and sharing those, that is where, <laughs> that's where the work is for me. And so that's what I want this to be because I don't want to wait anymore. I don't want to wait. I had this conversation with Marty's partner yesterday morning and she is an incredible human being and I value her for the work that she has done over this last year. She's basically been living by herself in her country and been talking to Marty every day, sometimes twice a day. And I've seen the relationship blossom, but she and I haven't been communicating that much. And so I put my heart out there and I put the request out to say I need communication and I need it. And that is something I, I request. I feel like it's a need that can be met. And so we talked and we had this beautiful connecting conversation. 
And I feel like I'm stepping into my power more and more in those ways in just making my requests known and feeling confident that they can be met and coming from a really loving place. And that's what I want to do more and more. And it scares the shit out of me. It really does. Because I look at the world and I look at how many people tell me and tell everyone else every day that it's not okay to have your heart open, that it's not okay to love. And, and that's why I want to talk to you, you beautiful, beautiful, beautiful person, people listening around the world who, who believe in love and are, whether or not you're intrigued by polyamory or you're practicing polyamory or you just want more love for yourself, that you're allowing yourself to go down that learning path. And I call it a learning path because I feel like there's so many different ways that we could arrive at the same, the same inner world. And that inner world is a place of safety and love and acceptance and acceptance of ourselves and acceptance of the moment, the present moment, and acceptance of other people as they are and as they are not. And in this world where I just feel like there's so much conflict right now and there's so much desire to be right and a desire to want to be heard or understood, and I get that. I fucking love to be heard and understood and right. I do. And at the same time, where I, I personally want to keep going is just to be free and open and vulnerable and safe to share my truth to share my personal truth with you and, and with myself first and then to vocalize it and to share it. Because I've been, uh, I've been, I think, disillusioned or um, shifting my relationship with the idea of coaching or with the idea of how do we share wisdom in the world. And I think that there are so many hierarchies already that are that are inherent in the structures that we use like coaching right so you go to a coach or you go to a healer or you go to a therapist and you basically or a doctor for that matter and you basically give them your power to say I don't know what to do here I need you to tell me I need you to fix me I need your guidance I can't trust myself and that's that's the opposite of what I think naturally guides us to the places that we want to go in the world, whether or not that's our emotional spaces or the things that we want to do in the world, is that this continued power structure of giving our power over to someone else or something else um, to tell us which way to live our lives is doesn't work anymore. And instead, I see this flow kind of like this mycelium network of our human relationships where we allow the love and and what's created out of there to connect each one of us and in that thread imagine imagine a hundred people standing in a room and what is invisible is their relationships to each other now imagine those hundred people where one thread coat goes from one person to another and that thread is the connection that thread is life that thread is the relationship and the meaning and all of the information that can possibly flow back and forth between those two individuals at any given point and it's a flow it doesn't just go one way it goes back and forth and that's why the teacher is the student and the student is the teacher at any given moment and it doesn't matter names of the hierarchies that we put in place coach um, pupil <laughs> We are, we are each other's teachers constantly and each other's students constantly. And so go back to that room with 100 people and all of these invisible threads, make them visible and give them a color and, and 
um, a light and then you see how that network looks like mycelium network and that mycelium network is what's in our soils. And that is what um, the mushrooms communicate with or the fungi communicate with. And shout out to the movie Fantastic Fungi if you haven't seen it. It's fucking beautiful. <laughs> and what I love about that movie is in the movie they say that the mycelium have been around for millions of years and they've learned how to work with and be in symbiotic relationship to their environment. And when I heard that, what hit me is, wow, the human species is so young. We are so young in this world and we are just figuring out where is our place? Where is our niche in the ecosystem? Um, how do we flow? And that brings me back to um, my arrival here at this Marai. And one of my fellow uh, members here of this community said, you know what, in an ecosystem, the niche isn't already carved out and that species goes in that niche. That species kind of creates that niche and everything is constantly and dynamically moving. And that ecosystem is alive and, and, and everything in it is constantly both looking for its place and and helping other other things there or shifting other things out of their place. And it's just like this dance, this beautiful, beautiful dance. And I view our human species like that. We are just like, <laughs> we're like, oh, shit, you know, we pushed our ecosystem too far. Oh, yeah, we are part of that ecosystem. Oh, yeah. Where do we need to be? What's our balance and our role? And to me, and this is where I get so scared to share it, and I don't know why, <laughs> but to me, it's our human relationships. It is those one-to-one -one connections that 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 is the way that we will get through this. That is the way that we will find our place in the network. Um, it is the way that we feel connected to each other and to the world. And you're you, my friend, you, because you were listening to this podcast, however the fuck you found it, just thank you. Thank the friend or that shared it with you or however you got here, <laughs> take a moment um, just for me to be so grateful that you're on the other end of this crazy ether and listening to this and hopefully resonating with it because everything that I'm saying is my truth, but it is also yours if it resonates with you. And if it resonates with you, I didn't have to put it there. It was already there. I just needed to, maybe you, you needed the exposure to it, to vibrate at that level that then allowed it to resonate, literally resonate and vibrate within you because it's already your truth. And you, my friend, as you start sharing your truth, your most beautiful, vulnerable um, feelings, thoughts, emotions, your presence, your gifts, you send out this beacon of light that resonates. And then whoever is around you, if they have something in them already, uh, you don't have to do anything. You just have to be you um, and be, you know, be you, however you're being you really you're then going to resonate and, and light up other people as well. And I don't think it takes formal education. I don't think it takes Coach or coaches and healers and doctors, although yes, all of those professions are helpful. And um, I'm not saying like try to do everything by yourself, but where I do want to emphasize is that we all can empower ourselves. And we can empower ourselves through loving ourselves. We can empower ourselves through being open and vulnerable and taking a risk to love other people. We can empower ourselves by speaking our truth and living the life that is truthful for us um in that's it like truthful for us for you know for yourself because we're all living a different truth and as my friend here says 
beautiful friend from the Philippines says, I feel like a microbe in the soil and all the microbes are needed and they all have a different role and they all do something. And my friend, we, we need that. Our soils are, we have destroyed our soils um, because we thought it needed something else. Uh, we thought it needed the chemicals that we put in there to grow the plants. We thought that we could have control over it and it doesn't, we don't need that. Um, just like all the soil just needs the microbes that are alive in it to bring life, to break down the life that's already there, to continue that cycle. Um, we are each our own little microbes in our own little way, in our own little environment that are doing the things that we need to do. Um, and we need to keep doing that and we need to keep doing it in a really big way and to stop hiding our light and to stop, to stop that flow, to, to feel resistance is just like what I was talking about, covering that heart chakra, um, feeling like we can't be ourselves in a community or we can't be ourselves or we, we can't speak our truth. All of that is all we're doing is blocking ourselves. And for me, my truth and where I, where I am right now is allowing myself to feel unblocked and that feeling of being unblocked is love like that to me is love like I feel love radiating radiating from my heart um, from the center of my being out and maybe it's resonating with you and maybe as you listen to this these words something else is radiating or like starting to resonate in you and if it is lighting you up, then there you will, you are unblocking yourself and you will be inspired to take certain actions. You will be inspired to call a friend, call a family member, call, uh, talk to a loved one, do something, take action, do that thing that you've wanted to do, but you've been holding yourself back from. My friends, we need all of us taking inspired action from our heart space, from our heart space. And sometimes that inspired action is taking a bold stand by saying, no, this doesn't work for me anymore. This is what I need. And that is perfectly okay. We are allowed to make requests. We are allowed to, to create boundaries. Um, and I think it works really well from, from that centered loving space. That's like, I do this for me out of love. I do it for my family out of love. Um, and not to judge, blame, critique, put down anyone else's truth. It's just like, this is my truth. This is my truth. And if you're still listening, thank you. Um, I think the way that this, co this connects to polyamory and that journey is that you have chosen to go on a journey of love that is outside of the social norms. It is outside of what people consider normal. Um, you might be getting some judgments back. Um, I know that you can feel that. I feel that every time I share. But you're following your truth, your truth. And and you know, it's not just through polyamory, man, it could be through anything. But I encourage, I, I do encourage the idea of looking at how we are using our relationships. Um, are we using them to are we using other people for us to feel safe or can we be in relation with other people knowing that we are responsible for our safety and we can tell other people if we don't feel safe, but that, that, that is a dance and, you know, whether or not you're alone or in a, a monogamous relationship or polyamorous, how can we look at those threads <laughs> that connect each other, that connect all of us and how can we strengthen those threads like the beautiful mycelium, um, we've got fucking over 7 billion of us on this planet right now, 7 billion. 
and we need direly for those connections to happen. Um, another analogy I like to use is our, our brain. Um, all of the neurons that are in our head are how <laughs> our brain, that's how we have ideas and thoughts and feelings and all it's all of these electrical impulses. And it all is, is the sharing of information, the sharing of that electrical impulse from one neuron to another and through that synapse. And, and what's so interesting is that when the brain is being formed in, you know, I studied a lot, actually, when my uh, twins, when I was pregnant with my twins, I was like, wow, what's happening in my body? And one of the most fascinating things I thought is as the brain is forming in the womb, the neurons are created from the center, basically the center of the brain, and they like, they move out and find their place. Um, and then they work on getting connected. So they're already firing electrical impulses. And for the ones that don't get connected, meaning that they don't connect with other neurons, they commit cell suicide. Uh, it's called apoptosis. And I think, and somebody can correct me on this, uh, it happens to about 50% of the neurons that are created in the brain over the course of the, you know, in utero are they, they don't make it because uh, they don't get connected to the other cells, the other neurons uh, uh, around them. And so my friends, we are like that. We are those neurons. We are wired, hardwired for connection. And in this time where I feel like there's so much disconnection and disconnection is bred through fear and we all feel fear. I know that. I feel fear every day for many different things on, on a various you know range of a scale. But that fear, if we can move through it and allow ourselves to still be connected to other people in that moment, we are that neuron. You know, we are that neuron that's allowing the love to flow through us, that energy to flow through us from one to another. And I think, I not even think, I know in my heart we are incredible, we are capable of incredible things as a human species, if we are connected like that, if we allow those that information, that love to flow through us, take inspired action, speak our truth from a place of, of love, and be present for others and their truth, we can get connected. And once we're connected, we can do amazing things, amazing things. So for anyone that is feeling disheartened about where we're at right now in the world, I just invite you to see yourself like a little cell or like a little mycelium, you know, fungi out there in the soil. That's like, I, I am this, I am small, but I am, and I am powerful in that. And I, and I allow, like I allow that emotion. I allow those things to flow through me. I allow myself to feel and to be connected and, and to allow that energy to come through. I, yeah, that's what's in me right now. It's really, really strong, and sometimes it's scary. <laughs> and I think, who am I? Like, seriously, who am I to put this in the world? Like, who am I? But then, who am I not? Uh, thank you, Marianne Williamson, for that quote. Uh, for that that quote, um, it is not our darkness that we are afraid of. It, we are most afraid of our light, because it can be scary to realize the power that we have. We really do. We have this incredible power at our fingertips. Um, and through our bodies and through our words and through our emotions and through our presence. And it is something, it is a gift that we have every day, every day. So my friends, I acknowledge you. I honor you for showing up for yourself, for taking a wild ride. If you are bucking the, the social norms, whether or not it is in how you relate to other people or what you do with your life, um, what you think about the world, what's possible, Let's just keep speaking from that place of love and acting from that place of love. And let's see, let's see where it can take us. 
Okay, who knows if this will end up as a podcast. If it does, I, I want to talk about this. This is the conversation I want to be in. And so I invite you to come to the Patreon page. The link will be in the show notes. And I will, um, on that page, I will make sure that it is free. You do not have to pay to, be a, to participate in this conversation. You can just put your comment in that um, in where, whatever it is, I'm like logistics. I'm, I'm not feeling right now, but I will find a way in the show notes to put a link so that you can comment, you can share your truth. Um, I though invite you to not only be, um, participate in that, but to be in action. If this inspired you in any way, take that action. Like, don't wait for it. Literally do it now. Cause we, we can't wait anymore. We just can't wait. And you are powerful beyond measure and you are more capable of experiencing and spreading this love than any of us realize. And maybe we'll look back in 10 years or 50, or maybe the generations ahead of us will say, you know what, those people, they did some real fucking work. (laughs) They did some real fucking work and not just the work on the outside, but the real work on healing wounds and and bringing our, not the soil, like, yes, the soil, because we need to bring that back to health, but the, the soil of in our hearts and bringing that back to a loving, fertile place and healing, healing stuff from the past. So that is my hope. Generations later, they see us and the gift that we gave, which was our presence and our willingness to walk through the dark to get to that light and you're doing it. And I thank you and I honor you for joining me on this incredible fucking journey. I love you. I love you. You are loved. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Amory. We've got so much more that we want to share with you. And our podcast isn't the only platform. We've got written stuff, we've got videos, and we put everything. We've got 50 plus posts now and more and more every day of all of our private journal entries. We're talking our intimate content here. Um, And that's for those of you who wish to go on a deeper journey with us. Um, We think that there's so much more value that we can share with a smaller group of people who are really ready to do the work in your own lives. If that's you, please take a look at our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Amory podcast. There's so much more that we'd love to share with you. Um, And if you're not able to contribute on a monthly basis, you can always share us. Share with your friends, do a post. We appreciate anything that you can do to help us get the word out to have more vulnerable conversations in this world. Thanks again.